Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 251. This episode is brought to you by the Homeschool Style Company. Their super soft tees are perfect to wear for all your homeschool adventures. Whether you're teaching at home or you're at co-op or you're on a homeschool field trip, you need to have a cute homeschool mom t-shirt. So check them out at my link, which is 41more.com forward slash style. That's the Homeschool Style Company at 41more.com forward slash style. Welcome to episode 251. I'm so glad you're joining us today. And of course, the show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 251. You're definitely going to want to head over to the show notes because you can download a PDF printable from today's episode with action steps. Because once I tell you what the topic is, you're going to need some action steps and you're going to want to have a little bit of accountability on that printout. So today we're talking about decluttering made simple. And this was originally a workshop I did for some online conference several years ago. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to dump it in here on my podcast because it's great information. And I'm going to take it off of my, um, like of my video workshop list or whatever. And I'm just going to put it in the show notes and let you have it all for free and see if it's helpful because here's the thing I know, and here's just a slight introduction. I know we all know that clutter is chaotic, but I think it's especially chaotic for homeschoolers because we're always in our home. We're homeschooling here. It's not like everyone leaves for the day and you can kind of get away with clutter. It really does make homeschooling more difficult. And if you've constantly need to look for stuff, your kids don't know where their stuff is, or you're spending so much time cleaning every week because you have too much stuff, it's really, really probably affecting your homeschooling efficiency and productivity as well. So I'm going to, in this episode, I'll mention it like as a workshop. And that's why, because this originally was recorded as a workshop. If you want to actually watch the video version of this, it's in the show notes as well. So um, whether or not you listen to the podcast, watch the video version, definitely head on over to the show. It's because you're going to want the printable with action steps because this workshop is all about quick wins. Homeschool moms don't have time for this long, you know, I'm going to declutter the whole house this week. That's ridiculous. So you need simple steps, quick wins, and that's what I'm sharing today. So the show notes again are at 41more.com forward slash 251. And I hope you enjoy this episode, which is Decluttering Made Simple, originally a workshop, now a podcast episode. But let me know what you think. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Decluttering Made Simple workshop. I'm Abby Banks. I'm a wife, mom of five. I homeschool, run several businesses, both online and in person. And yeah, I have a lot of stuff just like most people in this country. And I wonder if you had a upbringing kind of like mine where I grew up, my parents really held on to everything. So when they finally moved from my childhood home 
you better believe they had over 30 years of stuff that they had to pull from all the nooks and crannies. We had a massive yard sale. I never grew up learning how to declutter. I really never needed to. I just kept everything. And so maybe you're like me. You didn't get taught how to declutter. And maybe part of your growing up was you felt more secure the more stuff you have. And I think that's probably a bit of the root cause behind some of us and our hoarding tendencies. But here's the thing. You might not know where to start. You might think, yeah, I know I need to declutter. I know I need to get rid of some stuff, but I honestly don't know where to start. But you need a simple plan because some plans out there require too much to even implement. Like you, you have to study the system and you have to like learn it and shouldn't be that hard. So that's why I wanted to title this workshop Decluttering Made Simple because you need some quick wins. If you don't see some quick wins immediately after watching this workshop, you might not declutter at all. So I think that's where success is going to be found. Most people will only follow through with decluttering if they see quick wins. And so I want you to be successful this very week and learn to declutter. So let's jump right in. Okay, let's get started. The first point is I want you to pick a spot to declutter. Where are you going to start? Do not say, I'm going to declutter the entire house. Don't even say, I'm going to declutter the kitchen. You're not going to start with such an overwhelming project because most people will not finish it. So I want you to think small because by getting some quick wins on the small little the hot spots, we can call them, where clutter tends to uh, accumulate. By getting some quick wins in those hot spots, you're going to move on to more hot spots. And they might be tiny areas. But the cumulative effect of that is over time, a huge amount of your house is going to get decluttered. So in the PDF that goes with this workshop, you're going to find all my notes. And I also am going to leave room for you to jot down your decisions. I want you not to just listen to this workshop. I want you to take action with this workshop. So if you need to pause the video and think of your top three hotspots, now, how are you going to figure this out? This is the place that drives you nuts. And every time you see it, you're like, Oh my word, it is so messy. I need to deal with it. But you keep putting it, you know, aside and thinking I'll get to it later. Now is the time to deal with it. So let me give you some examples. And I've done some of these spots in my own house. This might sound crazy, but my spice drawer was driving me crazy. Some people have a spice cabinet, a spice whatever. Mine's in um, like a little narrow drawer in my kitchen. And it honestly was so overcrowded. I had duplicates. I had spices that I probably got for a recipe years ago, used it once, never used it again. Once I cleared that place out, it was amazing. And all it was was a simple spice drawer, right? But I had to take action. What about the Tupperware drawer? Or what about board games for the kids? You might have so many board games crammed into the closet. They only play the same three board games. So why are you keeping 20? Um, the makeup drawer. Oh, how about the medicine cabinet? Or um, honestly, the your closet probably always can be decluttered. 
the DVDs, the pantry, like one hotspot. Maybe it's your kitchen counter. Maybe it's like a ledge right where you walk in your front door and everyone throws everything in this spot. You need to declutter and get some systems going. But I just want you to pick one spot. Maybe it's a bookshelf. I did a bookshelf purge in the last year and it was crazy how many books we were holding on to that, you know, the kids read once they were done. We didn't need to keep them. So I want you to pick your one spot that you're going to declutter and then we're going to follow the steps in this workshop and you're going to see some quick wins this week. I promise. Here's step number two. We're going to come up with a declutter plan. Now, this is not complicated because remember, you need a simple way to go about decluttering, but you do need a tiny plan. And here's what I mean. Number one, as you're coming up with your hot spots or even when you're going to declutter, keep in mind your seasonal energy. Um, if you're listening to this in the new year, it's actually the perfect time to do some decluttering because you naturally have that seasonal energy. It's a new year. And I talk about these new year seasonal energy flows in my goal setting workshop, which I hope you'll take a listen to as well, but take note of your energy. Don't plan a really drudgery kind of a hot spot to deal with when it's, um, the middle of March and you're just, you've just had it. That's not a good time, but right now is perfect. Just keep in mind your seasonal energy. Here's what I really want you to know. You have to block it in and schedule it in. So what I would suggest is in your bullet journal or a journal that you keep or some kind of calendar, I would keep a list of your hotspots that you want to tackle. Do a brain dump right now. Make a list of your hotspots, the 10 top places in your house that drive you crazy because they need to be decluttered and then pick them off one by one. But it's not going to happen if you don't schedule it in. So stick it on your calendar. Say, okay, maybe today, as soon as you're done watching this workshop, you're going to take 30 minutes and do a hot spot. You are going to feel amazing. Or maybe every Saturday morning, you're going to tackle a hot spot. Or when the kids are taking a nap, you're going to tackle a hot spot. You need to schedule it in. The other thing I wanted to let you know is if you find yourself procrastinating, go ahead and bribe yourself with a little reward. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you just find yourself putting off this decluttering, you could say, you know, if I organize my makeup drawer and where I keep my makeup, if I get that decluttered, get rid of the old stuff, if I clean that out this week, I'm going to treat myself to whatever coffee date with friends, coffee date by yourself, like whatever, um, whatever you want to do. Um, for me, I'd be like, I'm going to go to the thrift store and just walk around by myself and see what I find. Whatever is fun for you, go ahead and bribe yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. So this is step number two. I want you to schedule it in the calendar. Okay. So you've chosen your hotspot. You've scheduled it into your calendar and now it's time to declutter this space. Maybe it's your master closet. Maybe it's uh, the board games, your makeup, whatever it is, the spice drawer. Here's how you do it. Now, I don't want to, I don't want you to think I'm talking down to you because some of you might say, oh, well, this is, of course I know how to declutter. Not everyone does. I was never taught how to declutter. So you have to learn sometime. And some of you, this might be the first time you're hearing of this. So I don't want to ever assume that everyone knows what is decluttering look like. So here's what it looks like. If you're doing your master closet, you pull everything out. Okay. Because here's what most people do. They go to a space and you think, okay, I'm going to get rid of a few things. That's not decluttering because honestly, it's kind of staying the way it was before. So if I just walked into my master closet and I just said like, let me see if I can get rid of a few things. 
it's that's not really decluttering. It's not going to go well. I'm not going to see a huge effect. But if I pull every pair of shoes out, everything hanging up, everything on the floor, everything on the shelves, if I pull it all out, throw it on my bed, and my closet is empty, it's as if I'm moving, right? I'm moving, and now I have to decide what I'm taking with me. Oh, this is an awesome question. We'll get to it later, but I'll mention it here. The way I declutter is I say to myself, if I was moving tomorrow, would I want to take this item? Because you know what that means. If you take the item, you have to pack it, you have to move it, you have to unpack it, and it takes a lot of work. So if that item is not worth all that work, get rid of it. So you're going to have an empty closet. Pretend you're moving into your house for the first time, and you're going to pick up every item of clothing or shoes or whatever, accessories, scarves, belts. You're going to pick it all up one by one, and you're going to decide, do I love it? Does it fit me? Does it look good on me? Is it still in style? Do I love it? If you don't love it, donate it. There's someone else there who would love it. So that's how you get rid of stuff. And honestly, if you're really hard on yourself, you can declutter. Oh my word. Some of us can probably get rid of half of our clothes and still never repeat an outfit in 30 days. Right? So that's what you do. When I decluttered my spice drawer that I was telling you about, I pulled every spice out on the countertop and then I could group them together and I could see, oh, I have duplicates of this. Oh, there's only a little bit left in this jar. Let me put them together. I could look and say, oh my word, I haven't used this in three years. I'm getting rid of it. It's old. So pull it all out because if I had just looked through my spice drawer, I wouldn't have really known what to get rid of because I'm looking at this big mess. But when you pull it out, Yeah, it's going to be a mess when you pull it out too. But when you pull it out and go through things one by one, you really do need to pick things up and touch them to be able to make a decision about each one. So when you declutter, normally you have two or three bins. You have a keep bin or you could just stick it right back where it goes. You have a donate and you might have trash because honestly some stuff is broken and it's not good enough to be donated. So trash or recycle bin, right? And you make a decision. Some of it could be... Um, gifted. Some of it can be regifted. Some of it can be donated. Some could be sold online. You can make a little money on eBay, but you have to make a decision. So that's how you do it. You pull it all out and make a decision as you go. When I did recently did our bookshelf with all our homeschooling books and stuff, we literally pulled everything off that bookshelf and it was on the floor in front of the shelf. It was a disaster, but I was able to go through every book and say like, Oh my word, why do we have this one? You know, we haven't looked at it. We're not going to use it. I was able to group like things together and it makes it so much easier to declutter. So that in a snapshot is what it looks like to declutter. So in this section, I want to kind of take you through just some top tips as we wrap up. Here's something I thought I should mention. So decluttering is not the same as organizing. Did you know that? Usually people want to jump to organizing, which usually they think of as cute bins and baskets and go out to the store and buy a whole bunch of new products to help my clutter be more organized. It's kind of crazy, but I wanted to make that distinction because if you really want to get to organizing, which is step two in the process, you honestly need to declutter first. So if you do not get rid of anything and you have too much stuff, it will never truly be organized because If you have too much stuff, usually it gets out of hand pretty quickly. So we're not even talking about organizing in this workshop. We really, most people want to jump to that because it sounds more fun or they get to go shopping and buy some new stuff for their house, but that's really not where you should start. You really do need to start with getting rid of excess because 
I would say like 99.99% of us really truly have too much stuff. And so that's the first step. So decluttering, getting rid of, I don't know, a third of your stuff maybe, or a fourth, or even 10% is going to make you be able to jump into the next step, which is organizing, which by the way, you don't have to run and buy brand new items to organize with. You can really use a lot of stuff you already have and just do it in new ways um, or do it very cheaply, thrift store, dollar tree or whatever. But then the third step that a lot of people think about is like the decorating and making it pretty. And that's not even necessary. And the goal here is not to be Pinterest perfect. Like you could show up in Pinterest or on someone's Instagram feed. The purpose is efficiency and to be effective for the way you live in your house. It doesn't have to look like it's in a magazine, right? It just has to function. So don't skip ahead. Don't jump past this decluttering and think, oh, I just need to organize. No, you need to declutter. And that's one tip I wanted to mention. If you don't remember anything from this workshop, this one bears repeating. This is the number one question I ask myself when I'm decluttering, and it really has helped me let go of things that I felt like I couldn't let go of in the past. So that question is, if I was moving tomorrow, would I take this item? Because remember, when you move, that means you have to spend time packing it. You have to put it on the moving truck. And if you take too many things, you might not fit on the moving truck, or you might need a second moving truck, or a larger, more expensive moving truck. Then once you've moved that item to your new destination, you have to spend time unpacking. You have to find a new place for it. And then once it's in your house, you have to clean it, take care of it, and just, you know, it has to take, it still takes your time. So whatever it is, whether it's a piece of clothing that you wear, you're going to have to launder it and whatever, or if it's a knickknack on the shelf, you're still going to have to dust it. It's going to get in the way. You got to move it, whatever. Is this item worth it? So ask yourself, if I was moving tomorrow, would? I move this item. And that has helped me to be able to get rid of so many things. When we moved to the house we're currently in, which I, it was about five years ago, um, honestly, we had a lot of stuff in boxes for a while that we just weren't using. It was old homeschool curriculum people had given us. It was old music. I'm a musician and people tend to give me music. And then I just was holding on to it in case I needed it later. I mean, it was a little ridiculous. Some people had given us, um, books for our boys to read. They weren't interested in it. Like we were holding on to stuff. A lot of it was stuff people gave us. And then you feel bad for getting rid of it. But I have asked myself over the last five years, I have honestly decluttered Oh, a huge amount of our stuff. Honestly, it has felt so freeing. And that is because I asked myself the question, if I'm going to move again, would I take this stuff? And it helps me let things go. So if you remember nothing else from this workshop, I hope that question gives you clarity to be able to let go of some of your stuff too. Here's a few more tips I wanted to mention. So one thing that's going to make your house feel clean, even if it's not really clean, is if you have clear countertops. This would be your kitchen and in your bathrooms. Because if you walk into your kitchen and there is stuff like certain cups just live on your counter or certain um, jars and bowls and like stuff just lives all over your counter your house is going to feel kind of cluttery, even if it's not. It's amazing what clean countertops can do. Now, I'm not so minimalistic that I have nothing on my counter because I know if I had to like pull my coffee pot out every morning, it would just, <laughs> I use it too much to store it 
away in hiding. So there are certain things that definitely keep on your counter. They make sense. But I have a feeling that they, there might be a lot of things that you're just leaving there just because you, you maybe you just can get rid of them or maybe they can find a home in the cabinets. So I would just say, if you don't know where to start, start with countertops and see if you can clear them. Also bathrooms can look really messy if everyone's um, toothbrushes and combs and hair products and stuff, if that's all sitting all over the countertops. But if you make a home for things that's hidden away and it's, and it's stored where you can't see it, it's going to make your bathroom feel clean, even if you didn't get to clean it this week. So it's amazing what a little decluttering can do. Another thing to help yourself um, keep control of your possessions is to have space limits on how much room per category. So what I mean is if your children's toys are getting out of hand, maybe you need to have a shelf in the, in their bedroom or whatever, and say, this is the amount of space we're going to take up with this type of toy. And when it's full, when this shelf is full, it means we need to get rid of some stuff we're not playing with. Because if you let your kids just accumulate, accumulate, it's all over the house. There's no limit they will accumulate and you won't get rid of it either. But if you have a limit, so maybe you have one bookshelf and sorry guys, but we're going to fit the books that we want to keep on this one bookshelf. I know that's a sore spot for a lot of people, but maybe it's movies. Maybe it's your makeup. Maybe it's the Tupperware. And when the Tupperware drawer is full, we're not getting, we're not accumulating any more Tupperware. In fact, we're going to get rid of them. I find myself even feeling that way with coffee mugs. I know that sounds crazy, but I started decluttering because I thought, why do we need like 400 coffee mugs? I know we have seven people in our house and some people are drinking hot chocolate, some are drinking coffee, but it still seems like a little bit of excess. So I've been letting myself go with some of the coffee mugs whatever it is, see if you can define a space. And when that space gets too full for that category, you know, it's time to let things go. Okay. One other thing I'm going to mention here is when you find a hot spot, and I'm going to say for a lot of people, it's paper. When you find a hot spot, like paper is clutter. It's a mess. It's never organized. It's always just sitting on the desk, sitting on the counter. That means you need a system because if you can set up systems, you won't have a decluttering problem. You'll actually know um, when to get rid of stuff. So for example, if you have a system in place, when your kids get a new toy, they get rid of an old toy. If you have a system in place like that, it's going to be easier to keep control of your stuff. So same with paper. As soon as paper walks in your house, whether it's paper from the kids coming from school, whether it's paper for yourself, for work, or it's bills, or it's a newspaper, or whatever it is, if you have a system in place, you're not going to find yourself needing to spend hours decluttering. So come up with a system. Do you need to have, um, you need to have the trash can and get rid of the junk mail immediately. You might need to have a file where you put all the bills and then you're going to sit down every week and pay the bills. You might have to have a, a spot for the kids to bring in their homework and their papers that need signed. You have a nice little tray in a certain spot. They throw their stuff there and you know, every night you check that tray and see what you need to sign. You need to have systems in place. That's going to help you curb your clutter as well. So as you know, head knowledge only goes so far. You can attend these online workshops and learn a whole 
a lot of tips and tricks, but unless you go out and actually put it into practice, it's not going to change your life. So now is your turn to go out there and declutter. It doesn't need to be complicated. If you follow the steps we outlined in this workshop, you can see some quick wins even today. So decide where you're going to start. Make your list of hotspots. Schedule it in the calendar. Get it done. And then declutter by pulling everything out of the space and going through it one by one, only putting back what you're actually going to keep, use, and enjoy. So I'd love to hear about your success email me anytime at abby at 41more.com or comment below this workshop so we can all cheer you on. Now I think I'd better go and figure out my hotspot that I'm going to declutter. Talk to you soon. All right, now it's your turn to go out there and put these ideas to work. Definitely take action. Download the action steps um, at 41more.com forward slash 251 in the show notes. You can grab them for free and definitely take action and see if that doesn't help your homeschooling peace, confidence, productivity, and efficiency. Be sure to join us again next week. If all goes as planned, we're going to have a really fun guest for you that I think you're going to really find interesting. It's not quite homeschooling, although it is. It's a homeschooling mom. I won't tell you too much more, but it's a great, it's going to be a fun episode. I'm really excited about it. So join us next week for more actionable strategies. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.